Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 76. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded on Tuesday, July 9th and released on Thursday, July 11th, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to leave any feedback or follow along with any of the links uh, that I'm talking about today. So yeah, let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links like we usually do. Uh, So this may be an abbreviated episode. I know I say that all the time. I'm sure I'll natter on for longer than I think, but uh, I will. I am squeezing this in because when this is released, I will be in Portland, Oregon on vacation when this is when this comes out. So I will be scheduling this one to go out then. Uh, So I'm sorry. Also, I'm sorry if I can't respond to any sort of new feedback after this episode is released, uh, considering I'll be on vacay. So (laughs) really looking forward to that. But I just want to make sure that uh, everybody knew the dealio. I'm not ignoring you. Um, And chances are, I'll probably still respond. Uh, Part of our you know, relaxation is sitting and, and relaxing in loungy type areas and and uh, interneting it up on our devices. So we'll see. Uh, it probably won't be too much of a, de- of a delay, but either way, let's move on to the feedback after last week's episode, episode 75. So thank you to Mike Latore, uh, who gave a shout out for the 4th of July. He said he was going to have some pretty bad weather with thunderstorms and hail out in Colorado. And yeah, I hope it held up for him. So I know the fireworks and and getting the day off is never the, you know, it's never fun to have your day off be and all the events of the day be uh, rained out. So thank you to Mike for that. Uh, Thank you to Kyle Helms, who gave a shout out about the Wienermobile, that it was cool that I got to see the Wienermobile. So yeah, that's all the feedback for this week, but it'll bring me right into my next note is that I did go and see the Wienermobile. <laughs> and thank you to Frank Needhart, who corrected me uh, on Twitter because I spelled it wrong. I spelled it W-E-I-N-E-R, Mobile. And yeah, that's not correct. It's W-I-E-N-E-R, Mobile. So thanks, Frank, for that. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. That was just uh, a slip. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't, you know. That's that's the thing about Twitter is you can't edit your tweets. So I just had to put another tweet that did the uh, the, another tweet with the classic. I misspelled something. I'm putting the asterisk before the word, but correcting the spelling of Wienermobile. So, yeah, uh, way to go me. (laughs) And thanks. Thanks to Frank. He also says that it's uh, that uh, the Weinen is to cry in German. So he says it's a mobile for people that cry. (laughs) So yeah, thanks, Frank. Uh, Frank's over in Germany, so he would know that. Either way, when I did go to see the Wienermobile, I decided to take the LG G6 and Moto X4 with me. And I decided to do a couple of comparison shots between the two from the same spot with the wide angle camera and the regular lens on both. Uh, I'm going to post those soon. I'm going to post them uh, somewhere and link to full res images of those at some point just to so people can compare. I know it's not a <laughs> again, it may not be of interest to you, but I'm always interested in seeing the difference between the cameras. The one thing that I noticed, I think, just kind of looking on the phones themselves at, at the, the image previews is that the wide angle on the LG G6 is just a little bit wider as far as getting content in. But uh, 
yeah, I thought they both did a pretty good job. It was a bright, sunny day. It was, uh, you know, lots of good light and good, uh, good conditions to take the photos in. So these will be pretty much best case scenario for both of these, for all the lenses, I think on, on the phone. So you kind of get the, what the best of it is. And so, yeah, it was <laughs> either way talking about the Wienermobile. It was, it was fun to go see it. They, it was a long line of people waiting, uh, I think, to get hot dogs. I didn't really look to see what the booth was <laughs> near the end of the Wienermobile, but there was a lot of families there. Uh, it was a day after the 4th of July. So a lot of people, I think, took off that Friday, this last Friday. So, yeah, I wasn't uh, about to wait in line. I just wanted to go see it and get some some photos of it. And I was successful in that endeavor. <laughs> so I was only there for about maybe five or 10 minutes tops. But uh, yeah, very hot one out there as well. But yeah, the props to the Wienermobile for rolling through town. All right, so that's going to bring us into our LGG6 weekly report. All right, so I'm gearing up. Uh, my wife and I are gearing up to go to Portland. And so I'm gearing up the uh, LGG6 to take with me. Uh, the ways that I'm doing that are as I've in installed a bunch of apps for our travel uh, just to make things a little bit easier. Things This is not something I'd usually do. I usually print everything out, which I have print backup copies of all the stuff that's in the app. So, But I figured if I don't have to pull out a folder full of papers and I can just use my phone, that's what I'll do. So the first app is there is an for parking at the airport. We're not parking directly on the airport lot there's a remote parking garage at the o'hare airport here in chicago uh, that we will be parking at uh, covered <laughs> with covered parking thank thankfully and we will be parking there for the duration of our trip uh, we'll be going there early and they have a an, an app for that parking garage or structure so it uh you can load in your your reservation number for your parking spot and it will provide you with the barcode you need to scan to go through the gates to get into the garage in different areas of the parking garage to to go parking. So I'll have that all set up. And the next app that I installed on there was the United Airlines app, uh, obviously for our flights to and from Portland. Uh, luckily, we got some direct flights, so uh, we don't have to spend a whole day traveling. So hopefully it won't be too bad but yeah either way i got that to keep track of our flights you know to get notifications for those flights i know you can set up text messaging notifications for for that sort of thing but i figured uh to check in and different things like that i just put the united airlines app onto my phone so uh yeah that's on the lgg6 now i've got the booking.com app for the hotel reservation which is where we got the the reservation for our hotel in portland there and that will you know that I'm not really sure why I need that one on there. I just for the reservation number, which is also in an email that I have. So I've got about th three different versions of each confirmation <laughs> for every every piece of uh, piece of our itinerary here. So it should. But it'd be nice to just have everything on the phone. Like I said, you have to dig and find papers and stuff like that. Uh, more chance that I'll lose the papers than I'll lose my phone. Uh, fingers crossed. Knock on wood that I would not do that. But uh, then the last app that I put on there, and this is the Lyft app. Uh, essentially, Lyft is the rideshare app, uh, which is essentially Uber, but a uh, different company. Uh, I was going to try Uber, but uh, I, Uber is just one of those companies that I'm not 100% on board with them. So uh, maybe I'll pay a little bit more for the 
uh, a couple dollars more maybe per ride for the Lyft app. But uh, that, from the the things that I've seen, I just want to try it out before I go with <laughs> with Uber. Uh, and if it works well uh, from the airport, uh, we're going to keep using it for a couple of things uh, as we get around Portland and need a, a, a ride that isn't available via public transport. So yeah, so those are the apps that I have on there. The Parking Garage app, the United Airlines app, Booking.com app, and the Lyft app. So I got all those set up with our stuff in there. I got my payments set up in the Lyft app, so it could be easy enough to just start using it once we get there. Uh, the next thing that I am doing to prepare this LG G6 is I charged up that battery case that I got uh, back uh, a few months ago. Okay, so more than a few months ago, it was back in January, I picked up this 5,000 milliamp hour battery uh, case to put on the G6. And yeah, I got that all charged up. I tested it out. Everything's working good with it. So it's been just kind of sitting there waiting for this <laughs> opportunity uh, to use it. So I'll probably, you know, bring it in my carry on on the plane. And that way I'll have a way to easily charge up the device and not have to worry about plugging it into a power bank or anything like that, I can still use it, which is the the big advantage of these these battery cases is you can still use the device uh, while it's charging up. So I, I know the output on this is only two amps, I think it is. Uh, but it, you know, it does, it'll do the job because I don't I don't foresee myself needing potentially not needing it at all. Uh, but just to, to have it is is going to be nice, especially if I want to do some I don't know. I might get a put a game or two on the LG G6 that I can uh, that I can play and not have to worry about you know draining it down on the way there. So it's about a four hour flight. So we shall see how it goes. And the last thing that I'm kind of thinking about with the LG G6, speaking of the battery, is I'm curious because I don't get out a whole lot, <laughs> especially in cities or anything like that. I'm curious how many Qi chargers there's going to be in Portland out in the public. Um, again, like I said, I don't get out much. So I just, uh, because this G6 has Qi charging, uh, the T-Mobile variant here in the US anyway, uh, you can, I'm, I'm curious if I'll be able to to use those out in public. Because if I see one, oh, you, you better believe I'm going to be putting that thing on the Qi charger just because I can. So uh, yeah, I think that's it though. I'm Like I said, just getting the G6 ready for, for the week. Um, I am contemplating just leaving the Moto X4 at home uh, just to simplify things even more. I just want to keep it as simple as possible <laughs> as far as uh, taking things with us. And and so having an extra device that may just sit in the bag that I've got to worry about and all that stuff uh, may not take it with me. So uh, we'll see. I'll, obviously, I'll report back on, on what goes on there. But yeah, I think that's it for this week's LG G6 Weekly Report. All right. Speaking of LG phones, uh, as I do quite a bit with this G6 in my possession, I did tweet about this uh, this week and there was some response to it as well uh, because it is kind of a weird phone that I came across. So uh, there it is called the LG G7 Fit. And essentially what happened was I was just kind of browsing on uh, the Best Buy website over here in the U.S., because uh, I like to see every once in a while they'll have a deal on a device or something like that. And usually you can go pick it up the same day, which is always appealing <laughs> to kind of impulse buy a phone or something like that. But either way, I came across the LG G7 Fit and 
was looking through the specs of it and got a little bit, I wouldn't say confused, but a little, it was a little bit strange, uh, the LG G7 Fit. Uh, I think it may only be available in the U.S. as of right now, but I don't think it started, I don't think it was released in the U.S. originally. Uh, I did look up some reviews for it. Uh, and it did. I think it came out in August of 2018, so it's not even a new device. It's almost a year old now, but uh, I think it may have come out in another uh, country before the U.S. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, please don't quote me <laughs> on that. But either way, uh, I'll, I'll link to the LG page for this device. Uh, the strangest thing. Uh, this is why it's strange. Okay, uh, is it's kind of a combination of a few LG devices. Uh, is a combination, well, at least in my estimation, it's a combination of the LG G6, the LG G7, and the LG Q7. So it kind of brings together a few features, I feel like, of, of all those. Uh, and the G6, really the biggest thing that it brings over from the LG G6 is its processor. Now, this is a 2018 phone, and they're still they're still selling it as new today. And it has a Snapdragon 821 processor. Uh, that's the, the same processor that's in the LG G6 and is getting pretty old at this point. Uh, kind of surprised to find that in a, in a phone that's still being sold as new these days. Uh, and that's also kind of been positioned in the mid-tier market. And so, yeah, it's got the eight, Snapdragon 821. Uh, it's got pretty much the body and sort of the display, at least the brightness boost display of the LG G7. So it's got the notch at the top. Uh, it's got, like I said, it's got the brightness boost feature uh, for extra brightness uh, that you can. Uh, it probably works the same as uh, the LG G7, where it you know will only let you boost that brightness outside for a certain amount of time. And also from the LG G7, this uh, it it gleans the boombox sound, so it's got the the really good uh, speaker, and uh, I think like sort of the reverberation bass. So essentially, the uh, it's got the what it calls immersive surround sound optimized for mobile. So it's uh, yeah, essentially from the LG G7, it's got that that bass boost with the speaker. So uh, and then. It has one the, the the thing that kind of puts it in the mid tier as well is it's got the one camera on the back, whereas the G6 and the G7 both have multiple camera setups. And so to me, that that kind of seems like it would pull from the the Q7 series. <laughs> so the the mid tier, mid to low tier range. So it's kind of a Frankenstein of those devices. And uh, I think on Twitter, Mike Latore said you might as well just buy the G6, and that's a hundred percent the the right the right take on this device. Why not just buy the LG G6? You're gonna get uh, probably better software. Uh, you're gonna lose a couple of those G7 features like the boom sound and the or the boombox speaker and the super bright display. But other than that, I, it's you might as well get a G6 because you're gonna get probably a better camera setup on the back. You're gonna have that wide angle camera. Uh, you're going to have the same processor, pretty much the same RAM. Uh, this thing comes with four gigabytes of RAM and a 3000 milliamp hour battery. On the G6, you have a 3300 milliamp hour battery. So 
why not just go with the G6? But obviously, the way that it's kind of marketed, at least on the 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 Best Buy website, is kind of as the budget unlocked phone uh, that you know, so you don't have to go full fledged uh, and pay the the premium for a flagship phone. So it, again, this is just kind of a take a take a look if you're interested in in phones and you're listening to this, which I I know a lot of people are. You will see what I mean as far as the specs on this this goes. Uh, like I said, the weirdest thing about this whole thing is that they've got a Snapdragon 821 in there, which is a an old processor now. And even when the G6 came out, it was kind of controversial that it had an 821 in it because I think the Samsung Galaxy S8 actually had the 835, which was the newest Snapdragon processor. And the G6, which came out about the same time, had the 821. So it was already kind of controversial and uh, you know, the, it got points taken off, quote unquote, for having that A21 processor. So it's kind of surprising to see that they continued to use it. <laughs> and I think between Mike Latori and I, we kind of thought that they probably just have a whole bunch of these A21 processors <laughs> in a warehouse somewhere that they're just sticking in devices. Uh, but really, this this device, the LG G7 Fit, seems like it would be prime for a mid-grade uh, processor, like a Snapdragon 600 series, one of the newer ones. So that's kind of why I'm honestly why I'm surprised that it had the A21 in it. And really what caught my attention, if it had any almost any other newer processor in it, I probably wouldn't have gone so far into this. But really, when I saw a Snapdragon 821, I couldn't help but look further into what is this device. <laughs> so, uh, again, probably marketed to- more towards normobs who would not uh, know that to go with the G6 over this and get a better device. But that you know, that's what it is. I'm sure potentially the software updates will also be uh, better than the G6 on this. Uh, I think this comes out of the box with Android 8.1. Uh, so it's not quite on Pi, but it maybe has the potential to get Pi and security updates more so than the LG G6. But either way, just kind of a weird device I wanted to mention that I came across this week. And uh, kind of a weird move, weird Frankenstein device by LG to kind of sweep all of the parts into the bin, like I was saying on Twitter. Uh, and and this is the the weird Frankenstein's monster device that came out of it so yeah check out the link to that that phone uh, official page on lg in the show notes all right so just uh to continue my series on the moto x4 observations i just had one this week that i thought was a little bit strange uh essentially what i was trying to do what (laughs) and i've talked about this in the past is i was trying to set up my uh, next four agenda widget on my home screen. And so, and I've talked about this in the past, how, uh, cause I use outlook.com for my email contacts and calendar, uh, that the, the app, the outlook app only syncs your contacts into the Android system. Uh, and you can't access your calendar or email via the, any other part of the system other than the outlook.com or the outlook app on Android. So I still like to use that widget, still one of my favorite widgets because it's a simple display of your next three items on your agenda. I was trying to get that set up. So essentially, I have to f- had to find a way to get the my Outlook.com calendar into the Android 
accounts system system settings <laughs> so essentially it can be in the the settings for all of in in the account oh man yeah sorry sorry i'm stumbling a little bit basically so i can access the calendar via the android system and other apps third-party apps like this next four agenda pro widget can see those calendars uh, because it can't with the outlook app and so what i was going to do on the moto and this is again this is on the moto x4 so what i did was i was like okay i have the outlook app so i'll just everything's contained in there can't get at the widget can't get at those calendars and so i set up the uh my my outlook account uh via the gmail app because the gmail app is the default email client on the moto x4 so you can set up your outlook or your exchange account uh, via the Gmail app and have that load into your Android system settings under your accounts. So essentially the the app will be able to, or the, the any third-party app can see those calendars and load them, uh, such as this widget one. And so I added my Outlook account because I was just going to kind of double ha have my account on the Moto X4 uh, twice, uh, once in the, the Outlook app and which is contained and then once in the gmail app which would be able to access all the calendars and stuff system-wide and then just turn off any notifications or syncing for the, for the email and and contacts and just uh, have just the calendar syncing via the gmail app i know this is all kind of a, a jumble but uh, if you can stick with me here uh, essentially so i went into the accounts section in the settings and then I went into uh, to add an exchange account or a Microsoft account, uh, which showed that it would load via the Gmail app. And so I went and put in my my Outlook.com email address and password, and it loaded uh, the it went and loaded the account, uh, or it signed in and and started syncing. But the only thing that it was syncing was email. Uh, it would not sync my calendar. Uh, so essentially what I found out is that the server settings that it, the Gmail app uses for Outlook.com when you type in an Outlook.com email address are very basic settings that will only sync email and, and not pull in your contacts or your calendar via the Gmail app. Uh, so what I had to do, and this was after just a little bit of looking into, was change the server uh, that the Gmail app or the you know the Android system was looking at in order to pull in the contacts and calendar from my Outlook.com uh, account. So basically, like let's say you you were starting up the Moto X4 for the first time and you were an Outlook.com user, uh, obviously you've and 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 a Gmail user, you know, as your sort of Android sign-in just for your Android sign-in, which is kind of what I'm doing. Uh, if you're setting it up for the first time and you go in to put uh, your out, you know, you it'll ask you at some point during startup or some point in Gmail for, when using it for the first time, if you want to add another account. So if in this case, if I was setting it up fresh and I went and added my my Outlook.com account uh, via the way that it, it does by default, it will not pull in my contacts or calendar. 
So think about that if you're <laughs> if you're an Outlook.com user using an Android device, uh, you wouldn't be able to pull in your contacts or calendar unless you went and got the Outlook app, uh, and or unless you knew and and were savvy enough to put in different server settings, which is kind of unreasonable for an average user to do. Uh, so I managed to change the server settings. Uh, basically, you just point it to a different server and it will, uh, I think it's like a, one of the Outlook or Office 365 server. I forget the exact server that you change it to, but it's one of those. And it will then go out and uh, when you're setting up the account or you change those settings, it will sync your email, calendar and contacts, all of them and your tasks as well. Uh, it will sync all those if you change it to a different server. Uh, but out of the box, it uh, doesn't seem that it will do that, which is kind of mis <laughs> it's kind of uh, misleading. Uh, and if you're an Outlook.com user and not as, like I said, not as savvy, that's something you might miss and not really realize what's going on. Uh, I thought it was kind of strange. So the default settings don't allow for that. But I got it all set up and we're good to go. And I'm using my widget now on the Moto X4. I uh, still had still have my sim in my LG G6, uh, but I'm, you know, just continuing to play with the Moto X4 and get it all set up and stuff like that in case I ever want to switch over to that. But it's kind of a little bit of a pain to have to go through that process and, and figure things out just to get my contacts and, and calendar uh, from Outlook.com. So, and I know in the Outlook app, you can, there's an option to sync just your contacts to the system, but uh, it doesn't include uh, calendar. So anyway, I'm going to cut this off now. I feel like I've babbled on a little bit too much about it, but yeah, kind of my continued Moto X4 observations. So, all right. So the last little note this week, and then before I wrap things up and go on vacation <laughs> is that, uh, I'm trying to set up my printer as a network printer. And I am not very good with uh, networking stuff or any sort of router stuff. I feel like there's a lot of pieces missing in my brain as far as connecting things together. Uh, because usually, uh, you know, I'm used to plug and play with these sort of things. But I have a basic black and white Samsung network printer that I'm trying to that there is a network connection, a, an Ethernet cable connection that you can connect into your router uh, to set it up on the network. But for whatever reason, the I cannot uh, find the printer upon setting up a network printer uh, in Windows settings. So, and I know that it is there because I used a a Samsung or really it's HP that owns the the support for this Samsung printer. But either way, there's a tool, an IP address tool that I downloaded and found that the, it is found on the network. Uh, I can find the IP address for this printer, but for some reason I cannot add it and it will not be found via the window, the, adding a printer through Windows, uh, adding a printer settings or uh, wizard. So yeah, I've been struggling with that. I don't know if it's something with the router or something with the printer. Uh, if I, I'm not 100% sure. But it's, it's, you know, like I said, there's usually a piece pieces missing in my head where it's probably an obvious thing. But I'm going to keep troubleshooting that. But I thought I'd mention it. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions as to why it wouldn't be found, uh, I did try and add the IP address manually, the one that I pulled from the 
from the Samsung or, or HP app that showed where the printer was uh, on the on the network. But uh, I did try adding that manually, but it just won't uh, it won't it, it won't find the printer. And, and even after I get it set up, when I set it up manually, it still says that it's offline. So again, any help <laughs> would be appreciated, uh, but not a big deal. If not, I'm just going to keep keep trying and i know on my router as well there's you can actually add the printer via usb cable as well there's a you, you can use the usb slot on the on the router to uh, plug the printer in via usb and uh, in the router settings you can uh, get things set up that way but i wasn't able to do that either i'm gonna keep trying to troubleshoot that a little bit and see if i can get it going but uh yeah that just again like i said not very good with network or any sort of router stuff uh, but we'll see fingers crossed all right so let's wrap things up here on episode 76 of the pixel swim podcast i appreciate everybody tuning in again uh, you can go to pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and to leave any sort of feedback it's always appreciated and yeah tune in next week for episode 77 uh, lucky 77 just kidding. <laughs> uh, one of these days maybe we'll get to, to 777 at some point so have a great afternoon or evening or summer breeze or rainy night or stormy night or stormy day or whatever, whatever the weather is where you are. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>